Hello, I'm Mary. And I'm Amy. And welcome to From the Heart. Orlando is widely known for its tour spots and attractions, but many people don't know about its thriving arts community. And we are excited to introduce to you some talented and passionate artists who shape our arts community. How do they create and why? And how can Orlando benefit from an even greater arts presence? On each episode, we'll meet guests who are influential leaders and artists who are truly making a difference. From the heart. Yay, welcome to From the Heart. <laughs> Listeners, if you notice that uh, Joshua sounded a little different today, it's because it is not Joshua, it, it is, is Amy Martin Cole. <laughs> and I am so honored and proud to have you here. Um, Amy you. knows that I always thought she was one of the bomb. Whenever I'd go see Voices of Liberty, if she wasn't there, I'd be secretly disappointed. <laughs> oh, thank you. Well, but, and then throughout the years, I've heard you do other works with your voice, cabaret, you're funny, you're, I, I mean, you do it all. Oh, well, you're very kind. You're one of my favorites over the years at Disney. Well, I spent over 30 years at Disney mostly singing, sometimes acting, sometimes being funny. You were um, hoop-de-doo, weren't yes, you, back in the day? Yes, hoop-de-doo yeah. with you, did the Hunchback of Notre Dame. That's right. Did a lot of convention shows. and Of course, voices. Voices of Liberty forever and ever. And one of the things that a lot of people don't know is I did a lot of recording work for the company. So my voice is still heard in the parks in some of the shows. And Name some of the shows. Oh, uh, Beauty and the Beast. Oh, lovely. And firework shows and the Wishes yes. show that just closed recently. Nice. That was me, one of those voices in there. So that's <laughs> well, you'd be singing, and I'd often be doing the announcing. That's of right. Some of the that's right. Shows at Epcot for over those years. Well, it's a, it's a pleasure getting to know you over the years too. When we started working together at the American Idol Experience, I got to meet the person behind this voice, and you were just as lovely as your voice. Oh well, aren't you kind? And it was very fun to work with you. Mm-hmm. And now I'm very excited to be here today because we're going to talk choral music. And that, of course, having a huge history of the Voices of Liberty is a big deal to me. And it's also a big deal to me because my current job is as a choral director at St. Luke's United Methodist Church in uh, Windermere. So I'm excited to talk to our guests. That's fairly new, isn't it? Well, my Was, position is new. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's about, I, I'm going on my fourth year now. Really? Yeah, Maybe I just flies. learned about it. Sorry about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I, I just have one other question to ask you. In your years in the music business, what what are some of the highlights? If you were to have to pick one or two things that uh, you were very excited about, maybe it was your first rehearsal at, at Epcot, or I'm not sure. You tell us. Well, that was, since you prompted me on that, that, that was incredible. Really? To, to be a 20-something-year-old and to be walking into a group of professional singers that were really getting paid to do their craft and to be counted among them mm. um, was something I'd been working toward for a long time. And to see that goal come to fruition was just, well, I still pinch for myself that I've had the career at Disney that I have. Because yes. there are a lot of professionals out there that are waiting tables more than singing or dancing or acting or whatever it mm-hmm. is. So I'm very thankful. Well, congratulations on your continued success in your career. Yes. Um, I'm very excited about today's show, especially that I have you by my side, because today's show is all about choir, and I'm going to introduce our guests. Representing the Messiah Choral Society of Orlando, 2018, we have with us today immediate past president Elaine Pancake and current president Maggie Winter. Maggie Winter and Elaine Pancake, welcome to both of you. Thank you so much much for being here. Thank you. It's wonderful to be here. 
So tell us a little bit about the Messiah Choral Society, um, a little bit about the history, why you exist, what's most important. Well, we exist uh, due to Bill Eugene Jarvis. In 1973, he determined that it was time to have an organization like ours that would uh, was be solely based on his philosophy that the work of Handel's Messiah was worthy of uh, an organization that was totally dedicated to just the performance of that particular work. Mm. It is a very complex oratorio, and um, I've been singing it now for 15 years <laughs> with the Messiah Choral Society. I'd sung pieces of it along the way in my singing career as a volunteer everywhere, but um, never the whole work. For singing and, it for 15 years, do you still continue to find new meaning in parts of it for you or new ways to sing oh, it? Oh, absolutely. Um, in addition to being under the direction of Dr. Sinclair, who's one of the most fantastic vocal teachers, um, we have uh, a choir master, Karen Lecky Springer, who's a voice teacher locally, and a soprano, and I'm a soprano. So it's she gives us so many wonderful tips, it's like having private voice lessons. Okay, so, so for all those listening, even though it's talk radio this Sunday night, uh, but our sopranos, give, give a soprano tip. Oh, she talks about how to um, basically open up in, in the back of your mouth. Uh, it's not just opening up your entire mouth. And she'll give, give us tips like... Uh, uh, pretend you uh, have a string pulling your head up and things like this. And she's, she's just extremely good at getting us to hit notes with such beauty and clarity that we, we're, we're amazed at ourselves. Oh, that sounds and, familiar. And I find that my voice improves every year under her instruction. So, uh, and I never tire of the work. It's an amazing I, work. <laughs> I have a question. You were uh, mentioning the man that started this. I'm sorry, it was Bill... Jarvis. Bill Eugene Bill Jarvis. Jarvis. He was, and at the time, a, a prominent um, Orlando music director. Can you tell me what, why this work, out of all the classical works in history, why did he want this one to live on? This is probably, I've sung quite a few oratorios in my life. I, I feel that this is one of the most complex oratorios, and it also includes the Alleluia Chorus, which is the most widely recognized piece of work, music. In the world. In the world. Wow. It is sung in, in uh, there's not much you can do with Alleluia, but it's, it's, it's sung in many languages. It's performed everywhere. And everyone uh, recognizes all the traditions that go with it. And um, I think that's probably why. It's just a fantastic work. And it's full of, Handel had all kinds of little uh, gimmicks and things that he threw into it. Uh, there's a song, All We Like Sheep Are Turning to Our Own Way. And uh, if you're a singer, you really appreciate this. Like the, the basses are going up and the sopranos are going down and everybody's going in a different direction in the way he's like written sheep. it. So, <laughs> like sheep. And it's kind of like uh, Handel had quite a sense of humor on some of these things. I love that. And so every time you sing it, you pick up on a few more of those things. <laughs> I wonder what it is about this piece and about Handel that makes this still, still such a driving force in our world, this piece of music. I mean, yeah. that's very special. Um, for me, it's the awe of thinking how quickly he put this work together. Handel himself was in debtor's prison when he began to write this piece. 
and uh, a friend commissioned him to write this. He wrote it in 24 days, with hardly eating or sleeping. And uh, it was first performed in 1742 in Dublin as a fundraiser to, um, to free men from debtor's prison. And they were able to, with the funds raised from that, to free 142 men from debtor's prison. I think I'll let Elaine uh, comment because she uh, noted some interesting things about Handel's Messiah and the way it's always been involved with fundraising throughout its history. And how perfect. Yeah, it, it is very interesting that he started the piece for that purpose. And we now have a food drive in connection with our concert. So for the past five years, although we've been doing this for 46, wow. five years ago, we decided to start a food drive. The concert has always been free to attend. It always will be free for people to attend. But we thought, how can we support our community and let the attendees be a part of that? So we did um, start a food drive with Second Harvest Food Bank, which um, you probably know supports 550 food banks in Central Florida. They're huge in fighting hunger. And it's, um, it's something that we decided we wanted to do. And every single year for the last five years, we've had more food come in. So if you're planning to come to the concert, I hope you'll bring a few cans, you know, bring non-perishable items, mm -hmm. obviously things that have a long shelf life. And we'd like to see that number continue to grow. And this year's probably even more important than usual because of the hur recent hurricanes. Our local food banks have been helping the people in the panhandle. So we're a little low on food. So please, if you're coming bring some food, and it's right in line with why Messiah was written and why we perform it, and uh, we well, like to see Let me ask you there. this, too. If someone uh, maybe isn't able to come, but they might live nearby where they can drop off food, where would they bring that food to? Well, you could always take it to Second Harvest Food Bank. Okay, there, just take it right but there. But we don't have an office. We're total volunteer organization, so we don't have a storefront or an office where you can bring things. We actually only meet three months of Sundays as far as the singers are concerned. Mm -hmm. We start Labor Day weekend, and then we perform the Sunday following Thanksgiving every single year. So um, it's a short commitment, too. I might just throw a plug in there. If you want to sing with us, we'd love to have you, Amy. <laughs> <Wow>. <laughs> you know, it, it, it's, um, it's great to give back, and if you, know, if you can help with the food, that'd be great. Elaine, with that in mind, though, isn't it a little late for me to sing with you at this point? In for this time? year, but yeah. it's never too late. We're going to be doing this again next year. So, <laughs> so tell me about that. Um, does a singer need to be in every rehearsal? How does that work? Um, maybe I'll address we that. We have guidelines. We have some guidelines. Mm -hmm. um, we um, have 12 rehearsals in total. Um, two of them involve a rehearsal with the orchestra. We like everyone to be able to attend those. You can miss up to three rehearsals, yeah. and um, but you really need to um, really work under the direction of Dr. Sinclair for a while to understand what he is looking for. He's looking for a very uh, special sound. He has uh, excellent tips on how to make 130 people sound like one voice. <laughs> um, it's not easy to have uh, everyone cutting off at the right time and, and holding the note exactly the way it should be. Uh, and and he, he's a, a stickler for details. He really wants us to do our best. So he doesn't want you to miss more than three rehearsals. And I want to throw in that it is a non-audition choir. This is a complex work, 
I'm not going to say that it's easy to sing. No. But it is uh, a non-audition choir. I'd wow. be curious to know, just anecdotally, who maybe is your oldest singer and who would be your youngest singer in this organization? Do you have a well, big spread? We, we do have one of the original members. We have one left. And I believe he is 90. I think the I Gene th- Tate. Gene Tate is our one of our is original it, members, and he's 90 years old, I believe. And he comes to the rehearsals and does the yes, performances? Yes, Absolutely. If he can be there, I'm going to go watch him. I'm <laughs> telling I you. I have to tell you, I run into him everywhere. He's a docent at the uh, Shakespeare Theater. Oh. I, he's involved with the Orlando Opera. <laughs> yes, he used to sing with Orlando Opera. Wow. So, so in our youngest member, you asked about that. Mm-hmm. We have high school members, and it's really important because you asked about the longevity of the music. We need to get young people involved, obviously. So we have a choral scholars pro- program that involves high school students, and they come and sing with us and contribute. Oh, that's great. Wonderful. How many students would you say you have? Usually the, four to six. How many yeah, do we have this year? We have four this year. Mm-hmm. Um, we have a scholarship so if they participate and they perform, they can actually apply for a scholarship for college. Wow. That's quite an incentive. Right. Yes, it is. Volunteer that, hours as well. And, and that, that scholarship is funded basically with funds that have nothing to do with our grants or anything. It's just uh, donations that people have made because they feel it's important for young singers to learn this work. Give us your website address. It's messiahchoralsociety.org. MessiahCoralSociety.org. Right. I just totally messed that up. But we'll, right. Get, right, we'll be repeating it a lot more for all of you at home. Thank you so much for joining us. We'll be right back here on From the Heart. Welcome back to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt, and today, sitting in for Joshua Vickery, we have Amy Martin Cole. I must say, no offense, Joshua, but she is much prettier than you are. Uh, <laughs> shucks. <laughs> Thanks. Um, we're so glad to have you here. I know he was happy when he heard it, too. Um, and I'm very much enjoying this conversation today with Maggie Winter and Elaine Pancake about uh, the up-and-coming concert that's going to be happening, the 46th annual performance of The Messiah. And the Messiah Choral Society of Orlando is, makes this their one mission to have this concert every year. So welcome back, ladies. Thank you. It's yes. great to be here. Uh, a little while ago, you were telling us about some fundraising that, that you were going to be doing with, well, you talked a little bit about the Second Harvest Food Bank, but let's hear a little bit more about how people can support you. Okay. Okay. Well, we always need um, individuals that might be willing to help us with grant writing. Um, Many, many people in the community have supported us financially over the years with donations large and small, and we're really grateful to them. It costs us about $45,000 to put on this performance, and it is a free gift to the community. And it is the strong desire of Messiah Choral Society's board that this remain a free gift to the community. We never want to come to the point where we are charging for tickets. Oh, let me say at this point, we are the longest-running 
free cultural art performance in Central Florida. Wow. I think we're the only free one left, actually. There used to be a few, but they've come and gone. So we are the longest running. And why is it important to you to do it for free? Because I I look at the audience and um, we have early seating for many assisted living uh, facilities in the area. And we have volunteers that assist these uh, individuals entering the building early and getting into their seats and parking walkers and such in a strategic location. And um, they wouldn't be able to come if we were charging a ticket price. And then I also look at all of the young people in the audience. And young families. And young families. Mm. And my own son said to me, my granddaughter, who's very well behaved, started coming when she was three. Now, her brother, he didn't get to come until he was five. (laughs) But a family is not afraid to bring a young child and expose them to this type of a cultural experience. When it's free. When it's free. (laughs) And they can sit near the door and maybe just leave. And they didn't just put down $200 in tickets to bring the family to a performance such as this. So it's um, great exposure to the point where my granddaughter is just determined, well, I'll be singing that with you someday. That's my plan. Wow. And and so I, I just think it's important to expose young people. And then on the other, art lifts us all. Yes. It really does. And uh, the elderly people, this, this, there's so many studies that show how much this helps with um, all kinds of neurological processing. Um, a former teacher, I can tell you that I really feel it has an influence on people's ability to do math. It's, it's learning, it's memory. Learning, memory. Well, if you don't use your brain, you know, don't kind of like having <laughs> your arm in a sling. <laughs> Put your arm in a sling for six months and what happens to it? Yeah. Right. You know, so we got to keep keep active. So keep it's active. not just. So what are some facts that you can share with our, our listeners about what goes on in the brain when you're singing, when you're making music? What's well, happening up there that's different than when you, you're just talking? The amazing thing about music is that uh, you're using both sides of your brain. Um Many of our activities were going to one side or the other and with a little bit of crossover, but you're really having to use both sides of your brain. So I read some studies that after a stroke, if you can uh, even just start learning how to play a musical instrument from scratch or learning how to sing a song, um, it it, it will help you. It's part of therapy for many stroke victims. Um, It also... There's um, a lot of chemical benefits too, like endorphins. Mm -hmm. Those are also present when you're singing. Right. So you just feel better. Serotonin reuptake. You live longer. Right. (laughs) Right. Uh, There's a, I'm just uh, looking here, it lowers your blood pressure, (laughs) uh, increases your self-esteem, alleviates depression, lowers your stress levels, leads to a longer life and greater happiness. Those are just So you'll be at the concert, right? (laughs) How can I not be? (laughs) Can someone meet a spouse there? Has that ever happened? And not only that, you know, at the end of this concert, I just want to share with you, if you go, you will not be disappointed. But at the end of this concert, the audience is Joyce, just always on their feet, mm. applauding. And, and just there, you can see how much joy it brings to be there. And it's, that's, that's why the people sing, I think. You, know, you sing because you enjoy the music and love the music, but you also love giving that gift and seeing what it does for an audience who's there, how much they appreciate it and how much they take away from it. And I, I think there's probably something to being with other people that aren't your family, but together you're making this beautiful noise as one. Mm-hmm. And f- you might not even 
be politically in alignment with the person next to you or, you know, whatever life circumstances are, but it doesn't matter because at this moment, it's about the beauty of the gift of our music. Exactly. While we're talking about the concert, let me tell you another interesting thing. If you've never been to this concert and you come, you might wonder why they start singing the Hallelujah Chorus. Everyone in the audience will stand. So when this was first done in England, when it was first performed by Handel, the King of England stood at that point in time. Now this piece is far into the concert, so there are you know there are many guesses as to why he stood. He might have just needed to stretch his legs, or maybe he was absolutely overcome by the beauty of the music. No one knows for sure, but it became a tradition. So when we start seeing that, everyone will stand, and that's just a little tip for someone who might be new to the performance. So did that's, you know that? Oh, absolutely. Of course you did. <laughs> yeah, I mean, of course I did, too. <laughs> no. But um, we have many, many people in the audience that are first time ever yes, hearing every this year. work. Can every I year. ask you a technical question here on the work? Because in the work, the Hallelujah Chorus is actually more in the middle of the, yes. of the whole work. Yes. Are you doing the whole work, or do you end We with do not Hallelujah do the Chorus? whole work. It is our goal at some point in time, but as you know, that would be very, very long. Very long. Yeah. So um, our director, Dr. John Sinclair, moves pieces in and out. There, there's some that we always do, mm-hmm. but every year we might do one or two that we haven't done in a while. And so, you know, he changes it up a little bit in that way, but we've not ever done the complete work. And we're hoping maybe for our 50th anniversary (laughs) that we will be able to do that. Mm -hmm. Amy, are you tempted at all to consider singing this? Yes. Are you, Amy? Oh, I'm always tempted. It's only three months of Sundays. (laughs) It's only three months of Sundays. And you know, that's why I started this. Um, What time on Sundays? uh, The the rehearsals. What time are the rehearsals? Two o'clock. Two o'clock on Sunday afternoons. And You know, there are so many places you can sing, so many groups you can participate in, church choirs. But for me, you know, I had a family Mm -hmm. and I work full time. So a three month commitment was manageable all these years. I've actually been with them for 36 years. Really? 36 years. Um, There must be like some highlight memories for you over those many years. Oh, my gosh, there's so many. I I wouldn't know where to start. But um, I think... You know, just being a part of this organization, I will share with you that when August rolls around, and I know we're getting ready to start rehearsing in September, I often think, oh my gosh, I just don't know that I have time for this. You know, it's, it's, it's only three months mm-hmm. of Sundays, but, you know, it takes, basically, it, it fills up my whole Sunday. And once I start rehearsing again, I remember why I'm there. And, and mm. the camaraderie that you were talking about, sharing, putting this together, and giving this gift, it's just extremely rewarding. I, I wouldn't miss it for the world. Yeah. Uh, another technical yeah. technical question, because that's where I go with this stuff. Love it. So in my choir, I usually struggle with getting enough guys, enough men oh, yes. to offset the amount of women in the choir, because we all know in this room that women love to sing. So tell me about the, your organization and how that works. We have a, a sing-along every spring. This year, uh, next year rather, we'll be pl- holding it on March 31st, uh, the Congregational Church of Winter Park, mm-hmm. the First Congregational Church. They are very gracious in allowing us to use that space on that day for free. They're, they're an in-kind contribution to us all the time. We appreciate them. And uh, we hold a sing-along. That is, just bring your score, and we have scores that we'll lend to you if you want to just run through the whole oratorio, usually under the direction of Dr. Don Sinclair. 
And you'll learn a few interesting tidbits about Handel while he's doing it. <laughs> and we just have a good time. And what is and the date on that again? That is March 31st, March 31st, 2019. And that's a Sunday as well. A Sunday at 2 o'clock. We try to keep um, that 2 o'clock time in people's heads uh, for every of those types of events. Okay, but that would be what a great way to have a learning experience and an immersive uh, way to experience the music. Right. So at, at that time of year, we tried to do a sing-along. In fact, we managed to do this every year during the Easter season, which is um, several weeks, because um, even though we're not affiliated with any um, church or educational institution or government institution, uh, we actually have uh, members of various religious backgrounds. But the subject of the work is about the life of Christ. And so we try to sing uh, this during that particular season and the Christmas seasons. So. Mm. Hallelujah chorus. Wow. Right, I'm right. so glad you're here. I'm sorry that Josh was missing it, but I'm so glad that you're yeah. here, Amy Martin Cole. Right. Thank you. <laughs> I also wanted to um, say a little bit more about how we attract singers. We are always looking for young singers. And, and men. And men. <laughs> We're looking for men. Men can be any age. <laughs> men can be any age, right. Um, but young singers, uh, we like to, uh, part of our mission is to teach this work. Mm-hmm. And we, this year, have what we call uh, choral scholars. There are four young people that are high school students that are learning how to sing this work and doing an excellent job. Wow. And we have a few college students that have taken the time, once they heard about us, to go to UCF uh, to uh, come on over to Rollins and practice with us on Sundays, and they're planning on singing with us. So You rehearse at Rollins on we Sundays. We do in the music building right. there. Okay. Right. So I, I believe you said um, it's a volunteer choir, and you don't necessarily have to have a lot of experience. Probably would help if it, you... It, it would help to have experience, but it is a non-audition choir, mm-hmm. and... Um, it, it would help you to have a love of this type of music. Sure. It's a complex piece and a desire to learn how to, to perform it well. Are there ways that w- if someone were to join and they want during the week reinforcement, are there tutorials or are there ways that they can oh, learn? Oh, yes. Absolutely, piece? yes. We, like, we, I had music minus one as a flute player when I was young. Do they have that for voices? <laughs> well, what we have, we have what are called rehearsal tapes. Oh, there you go. Where you can hear um, the whole work in the background and your part is magnified. Is prominent. Is nice. prominent. Do you have to have it memorized for performance? No. No. Just curious. No, we all hold our scores in front of us. <laughs> <laughs> I would um, be for dear life. <laughs> <laughs> uh, people, I think, such as Elaine, that have been singing that part for 36 years, Elaine. <laughs> and Gene Tate. I, and Gene Tate. I don't think he needs um, a score. <laughs> I, I still need my score for a few of the numbers that we don't sing as often. When we come back, I'm going to ask you, and you too, Amy, if over the years the, the, the meaning of this singing it means something different from when you first started. Friends, thank you for joining us on From the Heart, Magic 107.7 FM. We'll be right back.
Welcome back to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt, and today, sitting in for Joshua Vickery, we have the lovely Amy Martin Cole. Amy, it's such a treat having you here. It's great to be here. And having talking a great about time. something that you know so much about, that makes me so happy. Yeah. Yay. <laughs> um, well, yes, we are talking about the Messiah Choral Society of Orlando's 2018 concert that will be uh, coming up. Actually, the next concert is going to be in 2019, right? In March. Oh, no, no. no. It's the Sunday following Thanksgiving. Oh, okay. November. The 25th of 25th. November. Uh, you know, what was I looking at? The you were looking through. at the sing-along. Yeah. <laughs> we do have a sing-along on March 31st That's it. next year. <laughs> you could tell I was excited about that one. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so one more time, plug the date and the time. Yes, the next concert, the annual performance is on Sunday, November 25th, 3 p.m. at the Bob Carr Theater in downtown Orlando. And how do they get tickets? You don't need tickets. No you just tickets. need to show up. Just show well, up. how much money do they have to bring? They don't have to bring any money unless they want to support the Messiah Choral Society and keep us singing. <laughs> uh-huh. And how would they do that? Well, you know, there are lots of ways that you can do that. There will be an envelope in the program, which we have an absolutely beautiful program. They can also purchase ads in the program. Too late for this year, but of course we can put you in next year's. And if you're just wanting to make, you know, any kind of a, a donation, we're willing to accept it because... Again, it is a total volunteer organization, and we work to raise all the funds to give this gift, which is Handel's Messiah. And I also understand you sell a product that is one of my favorite food groups. Uh, oh, is yeah, that yeah. right? Uh, yes, we say that we sing for peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> we um, sell Aunt Ruby's peanuts, which is actually various kinds of nuts. Uh, the white chocolate Cashew nuts are probably one of our uh, one most popular. <laughs> um, we are introducing um, uh, a Cajun-type uh, peanut this year. We have chocolate-covered peanuts that are a real big hit. Regular so you peanuts. might want to bring money and buy some peanuts. If we you have snack. peanut Christmas brittle, gifts. Right. Um, but th- those are uh, available. Um, you can contact us at our website, messiahcoralsociety.org. And if you're interested in buying peanuts at any point in the year, messiahcoralsociety.org. Yes, Yes, ma'am. There you go. Or Google search Messiah Coral Society of Orlando. Right, right. So um, in addition to uh, the peanuts um, and the ad sales and donations from people, we really also need people that are willing to be volunteers. Um, On the day of the concert, our singers are involved in singing. and we need They're all on stage. So and volunteers so we need to seat people, to, to hand out programs, hand out programs. To we like to count how many people are um, coming through the front door. Mm-hmm. Um, we have an information table in the lobby and help people put food in the food bins for right. Second Harvest Food Bank. Yes. Right. <laughs> so uh, we need volunteers the day of the performance and uh, some volunteers here and there. So if I wanted to be a volunteer, what's the process I need to go through? Who do I contact? You can contact us through our Gmail on the website. Okay. And say that you're interested in volunteering and give us some contact information for you and, and, and someone will get back to you. All okay. right. And you can never say the website enough times. One more time <laughs> for now. MessiahCoralSociety.org. That's pretty easy. <laughs> All right. So we were talking about, um, about Handel earlier. Uh, do you think it would surprise him? This is a question just because all three of you seem to know a lot about him. Would it? Do you think it would surprise him that his work is still here all these years later? Yes, being- absolutely. I think it would. Um, when we when we rehearse, Dr. John Sinclair is always sharing a lot of information about that because he's done a lot of research. 
regarding the piece and Handel himself. And he thinks that he would be very surprised. And so I'll, I'll go with his, his decision on that. I think he would best know that. But I also wanted to share with you something that he always says when he has the opportunity to talk about the organization. Dr. Sinclair has said so many times that we make music for the right reasons, and that is to give it away as a gift. And he loves being a part of that. Um, you know, excellence is very important to him. Don't get me wrong. I mean, he wouldn't be a part of it if we weren't all, all striving to reach a level of excellence that we have within us. We all want to be the best. And, but he loves Messiah. I think it's very special to him because we do it as a gift. And I think that's something that means something. I always think in terms of, you know, we feed our bodies with food. We feed our minds with education and we feed our spirit, in my opinion, through art. Mm. And I think art and prayer. mm -hmm. And I think art, when we're performing our art, it is a form of prayer. It's that union with um, the spirit. I, the singing this work, I have such a song, strong sense of peace um, while I'm singing it. No matter what has happened that I've heard on the news say as I'm, I'm driving to the performance or what is going on in my personal life, <laughs> I have a strong sense of peace. It just is that type of work. Mm. And if you're attending... All of the words to the music are in the program. Really? So you can actually follow along and get the message and the story that's being told through the music. Wow. I didn't know that. That's neat. Well, and, you know, I imagine there are people out there in Orlando, maybe new to the community or just starting a family, that haven't started their holiday traditions yet or maybe need to switch it up a little. And I think this would be a great opportunity for them. Oh, it's Whatever your religious leanings mm-hmm. may be, um, as you were mentioning, I just think a great work of art can bring peace to the heart and to the soul. I'm just yeah. geeky enough that I brought my ma- Messiah score with me today. <laughs> and, and I'm looking through some of the titles, like um, His Yoke is Easy and His Burden is Light. I mean, some a lot of people need to hear that right now. Yeah. And uh, he shall feed his flock like a shepherd. That's one of my favorites out of the Mm -hmm. work. And to know you're being taken care of. Um, I could go on, but I won't. I love that, Amy. I love that. And I love that you brought your music. I know, I'm geeky. Your music. No, it's (laughs) it's perfect. It just shows you how powerful that piece is, that, you know, that's yours. It's got your name on it. And Mm -hmm. how many times have you probably gone through that? 200 years later, you know, we're still singing it. It is a great tradition. And, you know, we do have people that visit from far away just to hear the music. There aren't too many places that you can go to hear the Messiah concert. I mean, you hear the Hallelujah Chorus Mm -hmm. and lots of different programs here or there by itself. But to actually go and see this performance, it's not available in too many places. So we have, we usually have visitors from far and wide, wow. oh, in fact, and singers too, for that matter. We have some wow. singers that travel a long way to sing and with us. We have uh, singers that come from Polk County that mm. come every week to practice because and have been for fifteen years. Right. We have some members that are fifteen-year members that and have been uh, driving an hour each way. We wow. generally we have an audience survey and we ask how how far you, you traveled. It's one of our questions, and we usually have uh, a handful of people from England. They happen to be at Disney, and they they come to our concert because. Uh, Messiah is very big in England. There are many Messiah Choral Societies in England. And Handel is buried at Westminster Abbey. Oh. <laughs> oh. 
So, uh, and if you've been to Westminster and you see his, uh, a stone on the floor, it's kind of awesome. And by the way, Amy, he's holding a music that says his yoke is easy, which oh, is your favorite. I didn't know wow. that. Yes. yes. I'm going tomorrow. Yes. <laughs> Let's all get on a plane. It's your favorite. It might so, have been his too, since yeah. that's what was with and, and one of our members this year, her mother was visiting from Michigan last year, and she saw this advertised and, and brought her family to this on the Sunday of, oh, this is a little tough, but anyway, uh, mm-hmm. she, her mom passed away this year, and her mother was so thrilled with um, the concert last year and planned on being at the concert again this year that she decided to join us as a singer, oh. and she is singing with us for the first time. Wow. There are lots so, of great stories in our group. Uh, yes, bet. yes, <laughs> lots of great stories. I bet a lot of good people, too. Yes, ma'am. Yes. Can you tell me a great story about Dr. John Sinclair? I, Can I tell a funny story? I would or love you, that. Okay. I think one of the funniest stories he has told us about happening during our performance is that <laughs> there, were, there was a young family, we've talked about young families, a father and I think two young kids directly behind him where he was directing. And so he said he kept hearing this commotion. He's, you know, he's directing and he's trying to not be distracted by what's going on behind him, but they are climbing over the chairs no apparently they yes they had apparently decided they were too close to the stage or you know it was too hard to look up and you know you can't get out there's no center aisle at the bump car yeah and i think they climbed over like two rows of chairs to get back to where they wanted to be before they settled and and he's told that story a few times as being very difficult not to laugh you know at what was going on but that just brings forth again you know that we just welcome families and children and Mm -hmm. It's a, it's a great place yeah. to start with classical music if you've not been exposed. That's great. That is it's, beautiful. Yes. That is a, a <laughs> my family happened to be sitting behind that situation. <laughs> oh, no. So and my granddaughter was, I think, three or four at the time. <laughs> and she said, Daddy, <laughs> they shouldn't be doing that. <laughs> oh, <that's so> funny. <laughs> it's not safe. <laughs> now, I do know in this work there are many... Uh, opportunities for soloists. So tell us about how he finds a soloist uh, each year. Well, um, we have sought soloists nationally. He he has connections. Actually, internationally. Internationally. We've had, we've had a, a baritone <laughs> from England one time for one of our anniversary wow. years. Mm-hmm. And uh, he has connections everywhere, Dr. Sinclair. <laughs> That's the conclusion I've come to. They've either been students of his at Rollins, and he's known them that way or one way or another. Uh, he's very involved at Disney, and he just knows many musicians. Yeah. So well, he has contacts. Please let him know that I would like to nominate my friend Amy Martin. No. <laughs> well, you know, I was just sitting here wondering about that, Amy. No, you said, no, 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 didn't no. you sing a solo with Messiah at some point? Uh, the, those days are gone. Thank you. <laughs> I but, still nominate her. Okay. okay. I am loyal. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, we, the expense of bringing in somebody from England is something we usually only do on our anniversary. Yeah, that's kind of cost prohibitive because while, you know, we have top quality soloists, they have to be people who have a heart for Messiah also because Mm -hmm. I think many times they sing for less than the going rate just because they want to support us. Oh. And so that's kind of special too. Yeah. Wow. That's beautiful. And uh, we've had a few times people that uh, John Sinclair just happened to be very familiar with, they were just graduating from college and were looking for their first opportunity and they were 
incredible. Amazing. They've gone on to do great things. They've gone on to do great things, and we were the first place that they performed. Isn't that great? <laughs> I, I wish, listeners, you could see the pride in these two lovely ladies' faces. They're just beaming. It's obviously something that just lights up your world. It does. It does. I thought I would do this for one year, and I'm still with them 15 years later. Whoa. The I longest this one year ever. Fun thing to do for one year. Wow. And, and what do you think is it primarily that brings you back? Is it the music? Is it the relationships? Yes. Yes. <laughs> yes to both. Yes. I, the music for me is just so soothing. Mm-hmm. Um, we all have, you know, ups and downs in our life, and I've had a few things with illnesses and my family and things of this nature and and coming as stressed out as I might have been about all that coming to rehearsal and singing and there's just harmony allevi- literally there's all harmony that. but mm-hmm. right figuratively too right mm-hmm. harmony and uh it's uh John always says it's a team sport too it's yeah. uh you have to be working together mm. Um, and we do. We're all working together. So you you make some really good friends <laughs> because you have to listen so attently. I remember years in choir, and it, you were doing two things: you're singing, but you have to listen to how you're blending and how, how you're contributing. And it's it's mind workout. <laughs> oh, and you have to watch too. So you know, throw that in there. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, and breathe. Yes. <laughs> well, on the subject of breathing, I often say it to my choir: breath is life. Without it, we're not doing so good, right? (laughs) And particularly in classical works, this work is one of the top. You have to have such control over your breathing, right? It's It's not just a vocal exercise. It's how do I modulate my breathing in a way that I don't fall over and die and and I get through phrases and whatnot. And that in and of itself... Um, I think just makes you healthier, both mentally and physically. We know that using the lungs like that is enriching to the body, the mind, and the spirit. And so, heck, you know, it's just a great exercise for for anybody. You just did a great commercial for singing. Well, thank you. <laughs> that was beautiful. I believe in it. <laughs> uh, unfortunately, we are out of time. I can't believe it's gone by this quickly. One more time, give us your website information so people can contact you if they want to make a donation or join. MessiahChoralSociety.org. Want to do that one more time? Sure, sure. <laughs> MessiahChoralSociety.org. Absolutely. Um, and the, your concert will be on what? Sunday, March 31st at 2 o'clock. No. Why no, do I keep reading it's that? It's November 25th. <laughs> What's Sunday, Saturday, March 31st at 2? Tw- oh. That's our sing-along. <laughs> your sing-along, yes. That, I see I wrote that big because I could do that. Because you're coming. Yeah. Right, you're going to put it on your calendar. But if you're coming to our concert, it's the Sunday following Thanksgiving every single year. Right. Then so you can put that. that on your calendar for the next 10 years if you'd like. And when you're giving grace at Thanksgiving Day, you can say, and thank you for our free ticket Sunday to go to this concert. <laughs> and right. there is no ticket required. It's no. not like you have to go to somewhere and up. get a ticket. Just show up and get a seat. Yes, now, ma'am. all that said, people begin lining up very early. Very early. Yep. All right. Friends, thank you so much for tuning in to From the Heart. I'm Mary Thompson Hunt. Uh, next week, Joshua Vickery will be back. Thank you, A.B. Martin Cole, yeah. uh, Cole. And see you next week from the heart. Mm-hmm.